Thursday, August 2nd, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City. We are right here in Denver, Colorado. You know, if you are tired of the same old sports talk, if you're tired of the arguments, if you're tired of the callers that are yelling into their phones, you're going to like it a little bit better here. We look at the world with a dose of common sense. Try not to take any of it too seriously. We'd rather just laugh at most of it when we can. And we are happy to have you here with us today. Happy Thursday to you. We are making our way through this week. We are making our way through this summer. Football is coming very, very quickly. And I'll be honest, I can't wait for it to get here. This is that dry time of year. There's not a whole lot of stuff going on in the world of sports. Never fear. We will keep you up to date with what is coming out. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show, let us know how your week is going. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dailydosports at gmail.com or go reach out to us over on Twitter or Facebook. Both of those handles are at Daily Dose Sports. If you've got a suggestion, if you've got some feedback, maybe you need some advice, or maybe you just like us to talk about something specific, we would love to hear from you. Today on the show, you know, we do have a few stories coming out that we need to make sure that we cover. And as we have done all week, we are looking at a few things that are getting ready to heat up this football season. You know, we have previewed some coaches in both the NFL and college football already this week that could be on a bit of a hot seat today, we are going to be tackling something else. Of course, the big news that came out yesterday is in college football, where Ohio State has placed head football coach Urban Meyer on administrative leave as they investigate his conduct concerning an assistant coach that was on his staff back in 2015. Former wide receivers coach Zach Smith was arrested for aggravated battery of his wife. And reports are that Urban Meyer knew of this incident and tried to keep it all quiet. When it all began to surface, he fired Smith just a few weeks ago and he claimed he wasn't aware of any of it. Now, they are trying to get to the bottom of who knew what and exactly when they knew it. And you know, if there is evidence that Urban Meyer knew about those charges then I would bet he is going to be in serious trouble with his job at Ohio State. I would imagine, yes, they will probably fire him. You know, we didn't put Urban Meyer on our hot seat coaches, but his seat is suddenly red, red hot. And you know, I won't be surprised one bit to hear that all of a sudden Urban Meyer is back to his Florida days and suddenly he's having heart problems again. Yeah, don't be surprised by any of that because it's probably coming. This is a big one. I'm just going to throw this out there, and I don't know where this case is going. I don't know what the administration at Ohio State is going to do with Urban. I will say this, though. That Urban Meyer 30 for 30 is going to be absolutely insane. Think of that. Tim Tebow, Aaron Hernandez, all the heart problems, national titles, domestic abuse. The Urban Meyer 30 for 30 is going to have literally everything. Okay, switching over to the NFL, wide receiver Jordan Matthews, who injured his right hamstring in Sunday's fourth practice of training camp, has already been released by the New England Patriots. They cut him yesterday. You know, Jordan Matthews had signed a one-year, $1 million contract with the Patriots back in April, and he was hoping to earn a roster spot because that wide receiver core in New England, it's a little bit thin. I know they have Julian Edelman. I know they have Chris Hogan. And then they don't have a whole lot after that. And don't forget 
Julian Edelman is going to be serving that four game suspension for violating the NFL's PED policy. That's going to be first thing right off the bat. Now, when we saw that Edelman was going to be out, we all kind of looked at Jordan Matthews and said, well, yeah, he should be able to make the team, shouldn't he? I mean, it's not like they have anyone else. Now they're cutting Jordan Matthews. Here's the question that I have. Why aren't the New England Patriots signing Des Bryant? I mean, that is coming, right? We have to all expect Des Bryant eventually signs with the New England Patriots. They are so thin at that position. They have to go get someone. And if they don't go get him, yeah, there's something weird going on there. Either Des Bryant isn't capable of playing or he's just too much of a pain for Belichick to deal with. I don't know what it is, but it sure seems like that is a dance that is going on and eventually they're going to end up together. Keep an eye on the New England Patriots as we head into the preseason. You know, over in the NBA, it seems that the New York Police Department is currently investigating Cleveland Cavaliers star J.R. Smith for stealing and damaging a fan's cell phone. This is all according to TMZ Sports. The reported incident occurred early Sunday morning in Manhattan when apparently a fan tried to take a picture of Smith and he didn't want the picture taken. The NBA star allegedly grabbed the phone and threw it in a nearby construction zone. The victim has filed a report with the police and claimed that his $800 phone was damaged. Now, the police haven't charged Smith with any sort of a crime. He's just currently wanted for questioning about the whole incident. And I would assume, if I were just guessing, I would say this is probably just a misunderstanding. I think this is probably just some confusion. He wasn't exactly sure what was going on, and I think he probably just made a mistake, but it was really just a misunderstanding. I mean, think about this for one second. J.R. Smith didn't know the score of the NBA Finals game that he was participating in. With seconds left, he had the ball and didn't know the score. Do you really think he knew this wasn't his phone? I mean, he probably thought, oh, this is one of my other phones. I'll just throw it in the construction zone. Come on, people. J.R. Smith has no idea what's going on half the time. Do you really think he did this intentionally? He probably just thought it was his other phone. Don't worry about this. There is nothing to see here whatsoever. Finally, I do want to talk just a little tennis. And I know we don't do a whole lot of tennis here on the dose. But it was a little interesting to me when we saw Serena Williams not get beat. No, get buried. Because who expected to see a 23-time Grand Slam champion, again, not just get beat, but it was the most lopsided defeat of Serena Williams' career. She lost her opening match of the Mubadala Silicon Valley Classic late Tuesday night to Johanna Conta. And I probably am mispronouncing all of those things, but Serena lost 6-1, 6-0. Yeah, after just 52 minutes, she grabbed her gear and headed off the court. You know, she has never won just one single game. On Tuesday night, she won her initial serve, and that was it. That was the end of it. Previous to this, the worst match that she ever had, she actually won two games back in 2014 in Singapore and then fell to Simona Halep. This is a pretty big setback for Serena Williams, who just gets thumped now. I mean, we know she's trying to come back from having her daughter. We know it has been a struggle. She got as far as she did in Wimbledon, and it was a little bit surprising 
But now you see this and you're starting to wonder, are we starting to see some dents in this armor? Could this be maybe a little bit of the beginning of sort of a downward slide for Serena? But you know what? I'm not going to go that route. I'm really not. We try to keep things positive here at the Daily Dose. Don't get down Serena Williams. Don't be discouraged because here's the positive to this whole thing. At least you probably won't get drug tested this week. You know, like we said last week on the show, they only test winners and you won't have to worry about that this week. Hey, coming back, we are continuing to take a look at a few things that are already starting to heat up as the football season gets started. So hot and hot. Now, we have already talked about head coaches in both the NFL and college football that need to have a good season or they could be in trouble. Today, we are going to be looking at a few quarterbacks that they might need to be looking over their shoulder. So let's discuss a few quarterbacks that could be on the hot seat as the football season gets started. And I'm actually going to start off in college football. We'll get to the NFL here in just a few minutes, but I want to start off in the college game. And if we're going to look at quarterbacks who could be on the hot seat, let's start with the biggest and the baddest team in the country because the Alabama Crimson Tide have played for the national championship three years in a row now. They have won five of the last nine college football titles. And with the way that Nick Saban recruits, I would think Alabama is going to be right back in the thick of things again this year. The Tide return nearly their entire offensive line. And yet, we don't quite know who is going to be the quarterback. We all remember last year in the title game when we saw starter Jalen Hurts struggle. And it wasn't the first time. He had struggled any time we saw teams stack the box and dare him to throw. Just didn't look like he was capable of doing it. But at halftime against Georgia in the national championship game, Nick Saban made the call. He put in the more talented freshman, Tua Tagovailoa, and we saw what Tagovailoa did. He blew up. He looked absolutely incredible in that championship game, and he actually brought the Crimson Tide back to win the title. Now, here's what we have to look at. Was that just a one-time thing? Is Jalen Hurts the steadier player? No one is really sure. I don't have any idea, but I do know this. Alabama is going to see some tenacious defenses this year. They'll be playing Tennessee. They'll be playing LSU. They'll be playing Auburn. So whoever ends up being the starter, you're going to get tested. I'm not sure who's going to be the starter. I think Tagovailoa is going to be the starter, but I don't have any idea. I guess we just sit back, get our popcorn, and find out. But the Alabama quarterback situation is going to be very interesting to keep an eye on this year. Moving on to our next quarterback that could be on the hot seat. After playing for like, I don't know, nine seasons, JT Barrett is finally no longer an Ohio State Buckeye. And whoever is coaching Ohio State, I don't know who that's going to be, is going to have to go out and try to find his replacement. Now, this battle has been underway since the spring, and it looks like sophomore Dwayne Haskins has the edge, at least right now. Now, he is a true pocket passer. He can actually throw it. But we all know that Urban Meyer or Greg Schiano or whoever is coaching the Buckeyes is going to want to mix things up they will probably want some mobility to their quarterback. Backup Joe Burrow is a very, very smart kid. He is similar to Haskins. Probably a little bit more of an accurate passer. Probably not overall quite as talented. But the more intriguing player to watch on this depth chart might be redshirt freshman Tate Martell. Last year on the Buckeye scout team, 
Martell actually had the job of impersonating Penn State quarterback Trace McSorley as well as USC running back Ronald Jones. What I'm saying is this guy is elusive. He could be the kind of quarterback that gets the fans out of their seats. Now, Haskins should be the guy. But if he struggles, Ohio State has options. Going to want to keep an eye on Ohio State this year. Now, how weird is this to say? This is just kind of strange, maybe just to me. But this is kind of weird to say this. The Clemson Tigers had a bit of a down year last season. They went 12-2. and Really? That's a down year, huh? 12-2? and Yeah, must be nice to be down like Clemson is right now. That is so crazy to me. But that is just where Dabo Sweeney has this program right now. I never thought I'd see the day. I really didn't. But Sweeney just keeps reloading. He keeps competing at an insanely high level. And you know what? Clemson could easily be gearing up for another title run this year. They absolutely have the horses to do it. Clemson returns 15 starters, and they're pretty much stacked to every position. Now, when you have that much talent, that can be a blessing. It can also be a curse. Obviously, you love having the talent. It gives you a ton of depth. It also makes your starters a little bit nervous because if they slip at all, there is a young, talented player ready and waiting to step in and take your job from you. And that is the situation that Clemson has at quarterback this year. Senior Kelly Bryant is the starter, but he struggles at times throwing the ball down the field. Sometimes he's a little bit reluctant to do that. Meanwhile, highly recruited freshman Trevor Lawrence, he has no problem throwing the ball down the field. He might be too good to just leave on the bench. He's got a huge arm. And if Bryant struggles, you just know the home crowd is going to be wanting to see that talented freshman come in and get some playing time. We saw Kelly Bryant struggle at times last year for Clemson. If he does it this year, they've got someone waiting just saying, oh, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. I can come in and I can lead this team. You know, we talked a little yesterday that Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh could be on a little bit of a hot seat if the Wolverines don't win a few more games this year. Well, the quarterback competition is going to be huge in seeing if Michigan can actually have some success because last year, their defense was solid. Their offensive line was okay. They couldn't get anything out of their quarterback. Now this year, Ole Miss transfer Shea Patterson, he is the favorite to be the starter. And Patterson is a very, very explosive player. He can hurt you with his legs. He can hurt you with his arm. But if Shea Patterson struggles, you've got redshirt sophomore Brandon Peters, who actually did play some significant minutes last year. Add to that, redshirt freshman Dylan McCaffrey. He's also going to be hoping that he gets a shot. You might remember Dylan McCaffrey, or at least that name might sound familiar, because maybe you remember his brother, Christian McCaffrey, when he was at Stanford, setting the records for most yards in a single season. Now, the offensive line will probably struggle a little bit this year. And that could make the quarterback situation at Michigan very, very interesting because you've got to see if you can keep one guy healthy. If not, there are two other guys hoping to take over at Michigan. Jim Harbaugh's coaching future at Michigan could come down to like a redshirt freshman. Yeah, Michigan is going to be a very interesting team to watch this year. Now, speaking of Michigan, we know that Michigan will be opening the season on the road at Notre Dame. And you know, the Irish have to be sure that they have their quarterback situation ironed out as well. They've also got to replace some talented offensive linemen, but they might actually have a little bit more to work with 
than maybe someone like Michigan does. Now, starting at quarterback, senior Brandon Wimbush, he is the returning guy. And he had some bright spots last year. And then he also had some games. Remember that uh, Miami game? Yeah, when he single-handedly just tired the Canes out because they had to keep going to the sideline and picking up that turnover chain all night because he just kept giving them the football. (laughs) Redshirt freshman Ian Book is going to be waiting in the wings if Wimbush does that kind of thing again. And, you know, he actually might be a little bit more of a polished passer than Wimbush. You would just think that the senior would have a little more leadership. But if Book gets a chance, he might not let Wimbush have the job back. The Notre Dame quarterback situation is going to be another one that we are going to want to keep an eye on all season. You know, college football is coming quickly. And when we look at some of these quarterback situations, and we know they're going to take place at the smaller schools, But hey, we just listed a few quarterbacks right there at some big-time schools that have big-time expectations that are hoping, some of them, to contend for a national title. And every single one of them, you could see, they could have a few questions at quarterback. When you have those kind of questions at quarterback, I don't know, it's going to be an interesting season. You don't know how it's going to go. And you know, it isn't just in college football that we see these quarterback controversies. Every single year, you see starters get hurt in college, as well as the NFL. And you also see quarterbacks struggle. And in those situations, there is no one that is more popular to the fans than that backup quarterback. We all love that backup quarterback, don't we? Yes, bring in that backup quarterback. He can't be any worse than the starter. And then when he comes in and he's terrible, we all wonder, why did you even give that guy a uniform? He's terrible. Who told you to bring him in? He's so bad. Hey, This year in the NFL, there are also going to be a few quarterbacks that are going to be looking over their shoulders. And that can be an extremely dangerous situation because as a starting quarterback, when you know there is a guy behind you that is hoping to take your job, you just worry so much about making a mistake that you don't just relax and play. You don't get into a rhythm. And as a result, you don't really play as well as you're actually capable of playing. Now, I've got a few quarterbacks here in the NFL that are going to be on some warm seats, at least, this fall. And of course, by this fall, I mean like right now, because the preseason is starting tonight. We actually have a preseason game going tonight. And then the full preseason slate starts next week. We all know these quarterbacks are being evaluated every single day in practice, every single day in film room. And these preseason games are kind of the final test to see how they do. Let's take a look at a few NFL teams now that could have themselves a little bit of a quarterback controversy as we get into the season. And we are going to start off in Arizona because veteran Sam Bradford is probably going to be the early starter. Now, in a perfect world, Sam Bradford would come in, he would start the season, he would excel, he would start all 16 games, and he would allow rookie Josh Rosen to just sit back and learn and develop while holding a clipboard and wearing a baseball hat. But we all know that a perfect world does not exist when it comes to the health of Sam Bradford, who has actually been, you might not realize this, he's actually been a featured centerfold in Mangled Man magazine. Is that a thing? I don't know if that's really a thing, but yes, centerfold in Mangled Man magazine. I would expect Sam Bradford to go out. He's going to give it the good college try, and he'll probably get hurt, let's say, two games into the season. Let's put it at two games. Let's start it right there. And then... I would expect Arizona to actually go to veteran backup Mike Glennon. 
And then when Mike Glennon is terrible, they will probably go to Josh Rosen. I'll call it by the end of October. Let's put it right around in there. Right around Halloween, Josh Rosen is probably going to start starting games for the Arizona Cardinals. Because here's the problem. The Cardinals offensive line is not very good. Yes, that's going to be a perfect combination for these three quarterbacks. Bradford has a history of injuries. Glennon has a history of, well, just kind of being awful. And then Rosen has actually had a few injuries himself. And some of those injuries were of the head injury kind. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be interesting to watch. And by interesting, I mean like, you know, craptacular. You're going to want to watch them like between your fingers through one eye, maybe. We'll see how soon Josh Rosen ends up getting on the field in Arizona. You know, another team that needs to have a good season this year is the Baltimore Ravens, because I really do believe that head coach John Harbaugh, his job could be on the line this year. And you know, what's interesting. We just talked about him as well. If brother Jim struggles at Michigan, we could conceivably see both John and Jim Harbaugh both out of work and both, I don't know, moving back home with mom and dad. And so far this season, I don't know if John Harbaugh is off to a great start because he is making it a point to get rookie Lamar Jackson involved in the offense as often as possible. I mean, that sounds great, doesn't it? Hey, Lamar Jackson is explosive. Let's get him the ball. Let's throw him the ball. Let's hand him the ball. Let's run some reverses to him. Let's let him throw a ball here or there. It all sounds great. But you know, at what point is Lamar going to be more appealing than starter Joe Flacco? Remember, Joe Flacco threw for more than 250 yards just four times all year last year. Four times? A lot of guys do that in the first four weeks. And you just know that the home Baltimore fans are going to be screaming for Lamar Jackson as soon as Flacco throws like back-to-back incompletions. And that's going to take like his first two passes to happen. So when that happens, you're going to see Joe Flacco looking over his shoulder and saying, hey, everybody's cheering for this kid behind me. And then what do we get from Joe Flacco? Does he get better? Does he step up and meet the challenge? Or what's more likely, maybe he starts to play worse. Think about that. Joe Flacco worse than what we've seen him over the past few years. Yeesh. Good luck, Joe Flacco. A quarterback controversy is absolutely brewing in Baltimore right now. It is coming and it could get ugly. You know, one place where there shouldn't be any sort of controversy in the NFL this year is probably the city of Buffalo. Veteran A.J. McCarron has been signed to take over for Tyrod Taylor and rookie Josh Allen. He's not ready for this big of a jump just yet. We saw the competition he was playing last year at Wyoming. This might be way too much for him. So when I look at the Buffalo Bills, there shouldn't be any sort of a quarterback controversy up there with them, right? And yet then I think about it and I think about how A.J. McCarron couldn't beat out Andy Dalton with way more surrounding talent in Cincinnati. And then I think about the Bills offensive line, which took some huge hits this offseason. Center Eric Wood retired. Guard Richie Incognito retired. And then the Bills traded away tackle Cordy Glenn. Three starters off the offensive line are gone. So A.J. McCarron probably is going to be in a body cast by week three against Minnesota. And Josh Allen is going to be starting whether he's ready or not. Now on the positive side to this, because if you look at that right off the bat, you say, oh, that's pretty negative. Like that's not a good thing. If McCarron goes out 
and the offensive line looks terrible and you're jamming a kid in there that really probably doesn't have any business getting on the field for two, three years. I just don't think Josh Allen is ready. Physically, he's a talent. Mentally, he's going to struggle a little while. You look at that situation and say, that's a bad situation for Buffalo. But again, we're kind of glass full here at the dose. On the positive side, the locals in Buffalo are going to love Josh Allen after reading his racist tweets from high school. But again, here at the Daily Dose, we just try to keep things kind of positive. So you know Josh Allen will have some support from his fans. He probably won't have any support from his offensive line, though. Buffalo is going to be very, very interesting to watch this season. Hey, coming back, we have to continue looking at a few quarterbacks that could be on that hot seat in the NFL, including one rookie that I think is actually going to be the one getting benched. Just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, you might want to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, your favorite movies, and your favorite video games. August Loot Crate theme is now out and it is called Mayhem. Celebrate some of your favorite havoc wreaking characters and chaotic moments with this exclusive gear and these exclusive collectibles. August Loot Crate theme features items from Rick and Morty, Office Space, Harley Quinn, and DC Comics. But the best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure that you type Daily Dose, one word in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. It's always good to save a little money when you can. And it is just our little way of saying thank you for listening to the Daily Dose. Right now, though, we have got to continue with a few NFL quarterbacks that could find themselves on the hot seat. Of course, the Cleveland Browns have gone 1-31 and over the past two seasons. So they have nowhere to go but up. Veteran Tyrod Taylor, he is exactly the kind of quarterback that could help the Browns win a game, maybe two, wait for this, maybe even three or four games. Unfortunately, that's probably going to be it. Because the Browns still have a number of holes on that roster. And we know that while Tyrod Taylor tends to play relatively mistake-free football, he's also so conservative that like Mike Pence thinks he needs to loosen up a little. (laughs) Now, when it happens, and it's going to, the home crowd is going to get sick of Tyrod Taylor just eating the ball on third down instead of taking a chance. We know that's coming. And if the Browns are in the middle of, say, an improved season, like they look like they're going to go like 4-12, and 5-11, and 11, don't you think they're going to give rookie Baker Mayfield a shot? Hey, say what you will about Mayfield. He is going to take some shots downfield. And when he does, he is going to generate some excitement for that Cleveland Browns fan base that needs anything to feel positive about. It's coming. Baker Mayfield will be taking over for Tyrod Taylor eventually this season. You can mark it down right now. Moving over to the New York Jets, you know, I actually think Sam Darnold is going to be the day one starter for the Jets. First off, I still have concerns about Teddy Bridgewater's health. We haven't seen him play nearly enough. We have no idea what he's capable of. And then you have Josh McCown, who is actually so old that he remembers the last time the Jets were any good. I mean, that's saying something. Like, he's pretty old to be out there playing. I think Sam Darnold's experience, I think just the way he approaches the game, I think it will set up nicely for him to eventually be named the starter for week one. But we also know that rookies in the NFL, yeah, they tend to struggle once that preseason gets out of the way. I think sometime during this season, Sam Darnold is probably going to have to sit down and watch the veterans take the reins for a few games. He'll have to get his legs back under him because I would imagine that early on, 
NFL defenses are going to give him every look in the book and see if they can rattle him. And like most young quarterbacks, he'll probably make a few mistakes. Now, I think he'll eventually get the job back, but I think Sam Darnold starts in week one, has to sit down for a while, and then eventually comes back. You know, the wild card in New York, to me, is going to be Bridgewater. If he is capable physically, he could sneak in and maybe steal that job. I want to see what Teddy Bridgewater can do. He's a kid that when he was at Minnesota, I looked at him and said, man, he just might have it. He just might have some talent. He just might have the kind of mentality and the kind of makeup that could make him a good starter. And then that horrible knee injury, the New York quarterback situation is going to be interesting. Our final team today that will have a quarterback controversy at some point this season is going to be down at Tampa Bay because starting quarterback Jameis Winston has been suspended for the first three games of the season for groping his Uber driver a few years ago. But honestly, this isn't about that. His suspension is not about that. This suspension is about Jameis Winston just not making good decisions. Honestly, for most of his adult life, dude just doesn't think. And you know, we can't just blame it on him being young. He is now starting his fourth season in the NFL. And it's not like he doesn't have weapons down at Tampa. Deshaun Jackson is a tough guy to cover. Mike Evans is a physical freak. And Cameron Bray is like a life preserver at tight end to a quarterback when they just need a bailout option. So what do the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do with Jameis Winston out of the lineup for those first three games? Can either Ryan Fitzpatrick or third stringer Ryan Griffin, or I don't even care, rookie Austin Allen, give the Buccaneers anything whatsoever to think, hey, you know what? Maybe we just go with this guy. Maybe we just move on past Jameis. Because I would think if they could find an answer in any way, in any of those three guys, they just might give one of those guys the key to the car. And they might think about dumping Winston and saving some serious money down the road. Hey, NFL football begins tonight in Canton. And yes, it's just the preseason and it's going to be ugly and it's going to be mostly unwatchable. But the clock is now ticking on the start of the season. It's not going to be long before the games do become important. And when they do, you can see we are going to have a few interesting quarterback battles that are going to be worth watching. Hey, tomorrow is Friday, and of course, we'll be looking at the latest sports news and stories. We will also have our preview of the weekend in sports. There are a few things out there we're going to want to keep an eye on. Plus, we will have our weekly Daily Dose Top 5. You know that you have to tune in for that. Hey, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to the Daily Dose every day. Thank you for the feedback, for the questions and the suggestions. Thank you so much for sharing the show and for putting a review out wherever it is that you listen. If you have a second, we would appreciate a five our review wherever it is that you listen just helps us get seen by a few more people have to say thank you to jsp could not do any of this without you i will see you all tomorrow have a great thursday